Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you are listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers to you, love. It's nice to see you. Thanks for being here in Coffee Talk Studios today. <laughs> oh, you want to talk to each other in British accents for just no, a bit? It, it's, nope. it's kind of like Irish. Nope. Now, do it in a British accent if I you don't want. I can't do it in a British accent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, you're bad. <laughs> so okay, bad. have you ever, Jen, you sound like Sren. What's the, um, you sound like Myra, Myra. on Shit's Creek. That, Not a curse word, by the way. It's a TV show called Shit's Creek, spelled S C H I T T S. So, for those of you that are listening, you're like, "Don't curse on the podcast." Well, you can, can I just have a spot of tea, please. You can just you always say spot of tea. A spot of tea. What? No one says that. Don't Did lose you? your weight. That would be a curse. A spot of tea. What do they? You sound like Myra on Shit's Creek. It's an in, in, intelligible accent. <laughs> Anyways, hey, welcome. Uh, I didn't say any hooskies. I said any hooskies. right along. It's been a great... Man, summer is in the air. We we had a a lake moment. We can't call it a lake day because it was impromptu. Vic, the sound chick, scheduled an appointment at the lake and invited the family. Like, anyone wants to, we'll be out here at the lake for just a moment. And so a bunch of us showed up. I brought a cooler. Then there were chairs. Then Vic brought food. And all of a sudden, we're like, whoa, it's not an official lake day, but it is a lake moment. It's you like didn't. Pre, it's like a pre-lake day. Guys, yeah. don't worry about it. I was Jen, just, you didn't even. You didn't I was come. working, man. Well, I was like, working out there, too. I was working. I worked Some at the lake. Some of us had to go to jobs, you know what I, I mean? I wasn't working at get all. It. We had to go to places Some to of work. us are killing it so much in life, we could do our jobs from the lake. True story. <laughs> Touche. It's called a pre-funk lake day. Pre-funk lake day. <laughs> I don't think that's what I'm Speaking calling it. Speaking of pre-funk lake day, we're oh. doing a big barbecue on Sunday. Hey, oh, everybody's yeah. welcome. So if you're a coffee if you live in Atlanta, listener, catch a flight, yeah, join us join at the us. lake right here in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, man, I love this. Okay, we so the whole beachfront. Instead of having church on Sunday. <laughs> well, kind yeah, of. Well, you can't rent the beachfront. You just say that we did. We We've did. We've rented the pavilions. We're taking it over. Juanita, Juanita Beach, Juanita Beach Park. It's right on the lake here in Seattle. It's beautiful. All the pavilions, all the and volleyball Instead nets. of going to church on Sunday because it's... You know the way we do church. We're doing barbecue by the lake on Sunday, Can and we're, no, we're request? not doing music. We're just grilling meat, eating food, oh, playing you volleyball. My, your guitar? guitar? No, your guitar has to stay home. Okay. Can I make a request? If anyone has a paddleboard, please bring it. You can rent paddleboards we there. Could, but if I could borrow a friend, man, you're cheap. We could just go out <laughs> together. <laughs> Thrifty. Thrifty. There you go. I can't borrow friends' paddleboards because I need the extra big paddleboard. That's real. <laughs> okay. Why don't you relax? <laughs> Uh, that'll be Speaking fun. Speaking of... Uh, this Sunday, we're going to barbecue by the lake. We're doing chicken. We're doing pork ribs. We're doing pork belly. We're doing beef ribs. We're Speaking doing... Speaking of... Um, yes, we are. Speaking <laughs> of uh, working out, because we were talking about it. We weren't what? even talking about that. <laughs> you, we babe, talking about food. You have a, med- yeah. you have you a went, medical You went condition. to the gym, and you were sore for seven days after. I was sore for three days. No. Well, when your muscles are so massive, it takes a long time for the soreness to go away. And that yeah. was a sign, like, baby, you got to hit the gym a little more regular. You know what I mean? Like, what are you trying to say to me right now? <laughs> I need you to keep your man pecs. This is fun. I need, you to, I need the deep feed the man pecs to be, you know, blinging for the beach. She wants man pecs, not moobs. Oh, I've, I have never had moobs. <laughs> is that a thing? Such a terrible word. <laughs> They're called moobs? It's, it's man boobs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh man, we just got the E rating on this. We just went explicit. Oh, every guy who's got some man boobs or is feeling real insecure. Moobs. Right <laughs> Babe, you gotta you gotta tighten that. You know what I mean? Get a girdle. Wait, what would it be? I don't know. Just do push ups. I do push ups. I do I'm not like a Oh man. This is gone so sound. Okay, big sound chick is sufficient. Okay. Thick. 
We just um, can go left field so fast. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh. I loved it. It's been great, man. Um, but anyway, barbecue, come. Uh, serious, this Sunday. You're inviting all the podcasts. 12 to 2.30. Come join us. Food's on us. Food's on us. If, if Meats. So many people show up, we're going to learn how to food. We got cold brew donated by uh, a good five stones. Five stones coffee. We love donating them. Donating coffee. They're the best. So if you just want to come for a cold brew, come May on. 23rd. May this 23rd. Sunday, 12 to 2.30, we'll be out there by the lake. Barbecuing by the barbecue. Barbecuing it up. With a little seasoning on I top. I love that we're a barbecue church. <laughs> yeah, man. I thought we were a barbecue podcast. We're a coffee podcast. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, wow. we're coffee at the, at the barbecue. Um, uh, yeah, we are. Coffee wherever we go, my friend. Yeah. Well, what are we talking about today? What are today? we talking about today? I was thinking about, um, we over the weekend, we kind of had a talk at, at 116 Church, and we were talking, about, one of the thoughts that came out was, um, there's meaning to be found in the mess. And it's this whole thought, and, I, and it, get, it gets me real good when I think about it. All of us listening to the podcast or have been involved, we've all gone through difficult times in life. Maybe you're currently going through one, or you've been through one, or you're, you're headed into one. Who knows, right? Like, there's things where if you look back over your life, like, man, that was a mess. That was a mess. And after years of living, I have come to the conclusion, and people knew this before us, but um, I echo it now, is that I think whatever mess you find yourself in currently, there's a chance that your mess has meaning. You know what I'm saying? Like you can find meaning in it. It's not just terrible, difficult, hard for hard sake, but there's somehow, some way, and I'm trying to think back over our lives and I think every difficult thing we've gone through, as time has passed, you realize like, oh, there was a meaning for it. We've like, had some hot messes, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. I mean, you is a hot mess. Yeah. Because you married me. That's the truth. <laughs> What's the truth? Marrying me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I make things a mess. But there's meaning to it. But I do. Okay. And here's and here was kind of the premise. And this hit me. I remember I was reminiscing back in the day when our kids were younger. And you turned me into a clean freak. I wasn't always a clean freak. But you started a cleaning company, residential commercial, and you you cleaned for therapy. So everything was just clean all the time. So I got used to, after years of being married to you, like everything was just clean. And I kind of just fell in line and would clean with you. Some people, like when I want to relax, I grill. I go barbecue by the lake. It's therapy for me. I will cook meat and food in this house and no one will eat it and it will sit in the fridge. But I didn't care because I just cooked it for I therapy. Didn't care for you. He said he said, I didn't care. It's therapy for cooking. I just I, that's how I get my therapy. Jen, you'll dust and vacuum and yes, clean. It's very therapeutic. It's therapeutic for you. It's weird. You know what the truth is, is it's the only thing I can control. <laughs> I mean, like it's real life here. Yeah. People. Like I'm like I can clean it and I can control that sponge and then it becomes yeah. beautifully and you clean. See instant results. Instant results. Like I'm telling you. Vic, you're a bit of a you're you're a bit of a clean freak too. Oh, you're a clean freak too. Yeah. Well, Jen turned you into that more. Yeah. yeah. So I was saying, so when our kids were in their like early preteens, whatever, like their kids are messy, by the way. All kids are. Our kids understatement. But it was amplified for me because I, I was married to the woman of my dreams who also is a clean cleanaholic. <laughs> yeah, is that what we call you? She has an addiction to cleaning. And so I would I would you know, I'd say, Hey, please clean up your room, please clean up your bathroom. And so and I'm the kind of guy, like if I ask you to do it, I expect it to be done. And so I'd walk into my kids' bathrooms and I mean I would see it's, it's like they threw a grenade in there and shut the door and just let it go off. I mean, toilets, smells, Mm-mm. things Dust. just oh god. It was it's literally like a third world country. Okay. 
It was that bad. No, thick. I'm telling you that bad. Like coffee that had been sitting there for God knows how long. It had started to grow like fungus Foam on the on coffee, top. floating on the coffee. How long does a cup of coffee have oh to God. sit there? Can you just take that to dump where it, it out grows a fuzzy a piece of thing? Friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. They just they never. So I was, there was one day I was <laughs> losing my. Can I say, I my, was just, I was so happy that day. Yeah. But you did say you need to go find God. Yeah. You got, and I remember you it was led. right about that time. I kind of had this thought, and I don't know where it came from, and it was probably from reading scripture, I'm sure. But <laughs> there was this, it kind of dawned on me, no mess, no kids. And what I mean by that is the mess, as much as I hated it, and as much as it gave me angst in life, was proof that we had kids. Mm-hmm. It was proof of the miracle of having children, which is a miracle, which is... I mean, it has brought so much meaning to my life. I mean, I, I've said this probably before on the podcast, and you would probably echo this. I know you would. Like, one of my, the greatest callings I'll ever have in life, other than being husband to you, is being father to them. You know what I'm saying? And then behind that, maybe son, friend. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not it's not the titles we hold or the achievements we, yes. it's, it's these relationships we have. And I mean, being a father is just the greatest gift, being miracle. A and yeah, there's mm-hmm. a mess to it. But man, no mess no kids. So it kind of helped me process like, okay. And even when we raised our kids, like, and now they're 16 and in their twenties, but even when we raise them, it's like, I'm not going to make the difficult parts of parenting bigger than the, than the miracle of being a parent of actually having children. And so I kind of want to come from that thought. And I think, you know, people listening right now, they're like, okay, so I'm going through a very difficult time. I'm in a, I'm in a huge mess. How can I find meaning? Well, you might not be able to find meaning Right, right in the now. moment. I would right. hope, and I think part of this episode would be like, starts you thinking about that. I think what we do and what we've done in the past is we've looked over, we can look back now after living life for a you know, couple, four decades and be like, okay, we had moments that were very, very difficult and we can see now that there was meaning in that mm-hmm. and that those moments that were messy and were difficult and hard actually are some of the most meaningful moments of our life. For instance, the whole story behind Sweet Serenity the flower company that you've started, which is just booming, by the way. Hats off to you, babe. It's blooming. It's yeah, it is. <laughs> Bloom right where you are. The darling. blooms are a booming. Um, yeah, babe, you're just crushing the game, and I'm so proud of you. And I know it's a team effort, but you really are the driving force, and you, you have such a gift. You're so creative. You're so entrepreneurial. You're so good. Okay, people good. don't Thank even realize babe. when they come to your store. <laughs> you're a queen. Well, they when when they come to our store, they love it. You have so many return customers. And people are like they don't realize that they're really interacting with a pastor. They're yeah. just like, why do I feel so good here? And like, this place is so happy. <laughs> yeah, we got you. Um, <laughs> so, but um, the story behind mm-hmm. Sweet Serenity, which is named after our daughter, who's in the in the studio, Lil mm-hmm. Ren Ren's here, Lil Sweet Serenity, hey. came from a very difficult, dark, messy Hard place season. in our life. Yes, it was when, and I don't. Maybe we've told the story from the podcast, but it was when you were you almost died. Um, you had a stroke. You went blind temporarily for a season. Your speech was slurred. You were in the hospital. Come to find out, you had massive heart condition. And the doctors couldn't believe you were alive, couldn't believe you were still alive, and lived all these years. You were in your 20s, and mm-hmm. you had to undergo open-heart surgery. I mean, it was just, I remember in the midst of that six months, they cut your sternum. You couldn't sit up. You couldn't carry anything. You couldn't drive. I mean, for, for a few weeks there, I like spoon fed you literally, like you couldn't mm-hmm. feed yourself, you couldn't drink. I mean, it was, it was, it was an ordeal. It kind of seems surreal and a bit of a blur, to be quite honest. You were and a I rock remember, star, babe. And I remember in the midst of that thinking like, 
how, why, like, what is the deal? Like, why are we going through this? Mm -hmm. The medical bills that piled up, you know, just, it was, it was traumatic for all of us. I mean, and that, and you had to go through the heart surgery, but I remember like, how could any good come out of this? Well, fast forward, I know five years later, four years later, something like that. We get pregnant with Serenity. We. Two years later. <laughs> you get pregnant with Serenity. Yeah. <laughs> I did my part. You did the rest. Thanks, babe. Thank you Big, for, all thanks the... for those hot minutes. Thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> they, were, they were hot, though, weren't they? They okay. were hot, baby. Move it on. Come on. Move Little Rin Rin's in the studio. Um, and because you were high risk, because of your heart condition, they were watching her in the womb very, very closely, closer than they've ever watched. So you were doing appointments. Every month. Multiple times a yeah, month. Every four, and they were checking things weeks. that they would never have checked. They never did any of this with the boys. But Never. because of the condition you had, they were being super careful, and they discovered while she was in the womb that Serenity had a brain defect. Not until my seventh and a half right, month. Right, hydrocephalus. Yeah. And because they discovered it, they were able to get her out. They induced labor. They got her out. She underwent brain surgery. Come to, and when she came out, she looked perfectly normal. So here's the, here's the thing. Here's the miracle of all this. They just, We would have never known when Serenity was born. They would have never found it because they wouldn't have been looking for it. And Serenity, after a few months of being born as a baby, her head would have started to get larger. Hydrocephalus does that. It's fluid on the brain. She would have had... Probably eye a, issues right away. Yeah, there would have been mental... Or or, yeah, like it, yep. she would have had dysfunctions. Like it, She would have been very, very sick mm -hmm. and would have been handicapped her whole life. But because of the mess you went through... Two years prior. It. They caught it. And Serenity, as we all know, is just the most perfect little human in the world she's not little anymore she's our baby girl she's brilliant she gets straight a's she's a musician she's athletic she's fun she's smart she's super witty which you have to be to be in the huffman family <laughs> she's just the best she's beautiful she's in, i mean she's everything right and i'm thinking like that would not have been the case had you not gone through the horrible mess mm -hmm. that you went and through the timing i mean i can't all. think of a more blaring example of meaning in the mess. Mm -hmm. And what we're saying essentially is like whatever you're going through, I promise you, there's meaning in it somehow. So much meaning. And I'm not saying you have to go through it to find that, but there can be meaning and mm -hmm. good that comes out of the messes we live in. Brilliant. Okay, I think um, this happened a lot with, okay, we started a church. A lot of people that listen to podcasts know we started a church in the middle of a pandemic. That was a mess. <laughs> right. But I don't think people realize, and maybe some do that have been following us for a long time, if you go back and start listening to season one and season two, um, you realize like there was a season where it was very difficult for us before we started this church. Yeah, We were, I was at unrest. And if you listen to some of the podcasts, you'll be able to hear it. Like the topics we're talking about, remember we were like talking about stressed out, how to relax. Remember, I mean, our, we had a serious theme back Advil in those sunglasses. sunglasses and Advil. Like we had a very serious theme going on like I'm so anxious I'm so freaking anxious like those were the titles of those yes. podcasts and we were we were experiencing this very difficult time in the roles we were in the season we were in in life and I like to say it this way and because I'm a person of faith I've used this before and I call it the divine frustration sometimes we just get frustrated because life is frustrating and difficult I think sometimes there's something bigger at play I think there's a greater meaning that's unfolding and for mm -hmm. us we didn't know we didn't know but two, three years before 116 Church would begin, we started to get very, very frustrated. Not so much with people, but how things were happening where we were. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean it's bad, but it was it was bad for us. And I was becoming a worse version of myself. You'll remember that. I was, I'm not good stressed out. I don't even like to be stressed out. Like I like to live life full and None active. None of us are good stressed out. Yeah, and... I was certainly just not my best person. Yeah. It was affecting our marriage, had affected our marriage. Um, 
and it was divine frustration. So if you're out there and you're experiencing like frustration right now and you're like, I'm just, you're yeah, getting you're so frustrated with the frustration, yeah. maybe stop for a second pause and be like, maybe there's something more to this. Maybe it's actually bigger than you. And maybe the reason you're feeling frustrated is because you're supposed to make a change. Absolutely. Maybe you you're supposed to do that. something different. Yeah. And it's at least worth thinking about. And taking um, the time to do so too. Right. Like sometimes you have to step away from the mess when you're in the stressful moments to even try to wrap your head around how to even, you know, coexist and then move out of the mess. Mm-hmm. I just had a coffee with a, a guy, a new, a new friend, and he had left a very well-paying job and he's doing a job that pays him much less right now. But he was saying, he was saying just yesterday, he was like, he's like, dude, I, I love going to work. Wow. I love waking up. I have so much time with my kids. Um, he's, and he's like, and I had fought so long not to leave that, but it's amazing when you're like, Hey, maybe the frustration you're experiencing is because you need to make a change. So for us, we made a change two, two and a half years ago, a massive change. In fact, and if you follow us on the podcast, you would have been a part of that. And it was very hard. You remember, I mean, we cried on this podcast. We bore our hearts on this podcast. Oh, God, we got angry on this podcast. I probably said some things that I shouldn't have said on this podcast, which we're going to do that more because we're human, and that's that's what this is all about. It's, it's not scripted. It's honest conversations. Um, and you've, and, but then, yeah. out of that mess came what is now a community of fet friends and people of faith that has exploded during a pandemic, which is ridiculous, and we're about to make some announcements, which we will later on, about some really big things that are happening, and... I love going to church. Literally Sunday for me is like Lionel Richie said, it's easy like Sunday morning and everything changed. And that came out of, and we we believe so wholeheartedly in what we're doing. Like it gives us such joy. Yes. It gives us such hope. It gives us such meaning. That meaning was birthed out of a mess. Agreed? A hundred percent. And and gosh, I think even people who are listening, they're thinking to themselves, oh, they can relate to this. Every person can relate to this. There's not one person I don't know that hasn't experienced some kind of mess, messy moment, messy seasons. But it, it, it's amazing when you look back and see what God does. I mean, I think about our marriage. Right? Um, We've been married for a while now, to, to over two decades. I would say, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the last year and a half has been probably the best, most meaningful season of our marriage ever. And here's why I would say it, because we went through such a hard time about, I don't know, four or five years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about a mess. And if you're married out there, you know what I'm talking about. We loved each other, but we didn't think we could make it work. Um, and it was a very, 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 very hard time. And by the grace of God, and good friends and family, um, we made it through, right? Yeah. And now, the meaning that's come out of that, like, what would you say were some of the some of the great, like, what was the meaning you found personally? Well, personally, for me, the the messy moments of our marriage made me really take assessment of some things. Like, I I had a friend say, it's like an onion; you have to keep peeling back. Which, when you peel back an onion, it doesn't smell too good, right? And it, it makes gets, you cry. It gets a little crazy. <laughs> But the truth is, is that's what happened to me, layers. I had to dig dig deep to work through some layers of things that I carried that I didn't even know I was carrying, and then I realized I was carrying and didn't know how to deal with it. And and I think during that messy moment of our marriage really forced me to make change, life-lasting changes. Yeah, um, things that and, you, things you changed that, I, that we thought, I thought you could never change, right? Yeah. I, I mean, just thought it was like, after probably you know 15 years together, I was like, it's just never going to change. And yet we went through this very difficult time and it did change it. 
And I would say even for us, like even now, like I was, we were saying this just, I don't know, yesterday, like our arguments are so different than they used to be. Like we'll still argue because we're passionate people. You're very opinionated. I'm very opinionated. You're very strong. I'm very strong. <laughs> Who's stronger? I don't know. Probably you. Probably you. <laughs> Probably you. No, um, I think um, Vic could probably vote on that one. Who's the strongest when it Me. comes to opinionation? Opinions between Jen and I. Lil Renren, what do you think? Who's the strongest? Opinions? Who's the most opinionated between your mom and I? It depends on I think Jen. Yeah, what? Yeah, probably mom. I think that's good, but I kind of want to be the strongest. <laughs> so, it kind of depends on what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it the does. scenarios. But, anyways, the way we fight now, argue, like, we can still get heated, yeah. but it's never been what it used to be because there's there's some meaning that came out. Like we learned, it's actually we actually have learned to fight fair. Like we're like, no, we're not going down that road again. Why? Because we remember the it mess. Sounds like all we've done is fight in our marriage. We do fight a lot. We're passionate. We but actually they, don't really fight that. Not right? much anymore. I guess I don't know. I was talking to someone and I realized, oh, we maybe don't fight as much as some couple. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We're very passionate. But we I make think, we make up really well too. But I think the I think the thing is is especially strong personalities can relate to this strong personalities and i sometimes don't think it's a fight and someone else will, oh you guys are like fighting i'm like no we're just we're kind of aggressively having a conversation <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like we're not fighting we're just we're pretty intense sometimes yeah. um getting back to the mess of kids like parenting just parenting is a mess oh it's such a messy thing like Every remember season, how difficult it was messy when they were little and thrown fits and how to deal with in that. public oh my gosh and like and you don't want to have to deal with it. And you're like, what is the point? And I hate my life. And why did I do this? And why didn't we use protection? And why <laughs> you start to think all those things. But then we we made it through the mess. And the meaning now, I'm, I'll never forget, our kids were like preteens, I can't remember. And a couple came up to us and they're like, we just wanted to stop and say, we have never seen children sit so courteously and calmly at a table in a restaurant. And we just want to, and, you know, the kids are like looking at us like, what? You know, and I remember this moment where well, I was they like. they were little then. Yeah, mean, but yeah. I remember I was like, because the meaning that came out of that is like. We through and trained them well. We, we, we did it. And we have like really great kids who are like contributing to society now in their 20s and 16. And they still love us. And we still love them. And <laughs> our family is super tight. And we, the funnest things we do together are vacation together and hang out together and but barbecue together. But there are messy moments to oh get my to God. that. Like it that doesn't so just. Messy. That's the thing. It, that, you know, well behaved children or teenagers that still love you they, that doesn't just happen you have to do the messy work right and you have to commit to this is messy and i'm going to see it through totally yo if you're going through hell <laughs> yes. there's hope there's so much there is hope going through hell and i'm just telling you that is how this thing plays out what if we lived our lives with this thought we know that good is coming to us what if you lived that way more than just positive ascent or positive thing, what if you lived in such a way as like, I know that it's going to work out? Because yes, here's the thing, yes. man. It's going to work out. One way or another, there's going to be good. I remember when my dad died. We talked about this a lot. And I, but I, my dad dying was one of the hardest things I ever went through in my life. I didn't know it would shake me the way it did, but it changed me for the good. Yeah, and it was messy. Now I can say that. I don't know how many years. What's I mean, it been, Vic? 2003? Just, for those who are just 17 in, years. 17 years. The kind years. of mess where you were suicidal. You lost your faith. Like, we're not talking oh, like, man. oh, I was depressed for two weeks. We're talking for six months. Years. Nine, nine months. Yeah. Nine months. I mean, months. it was horrible. Stop fathering. But we I did. can honestly say today, it's made me a more grateful man. Yes. It's made me, and as a man of faith, it has changed me for the better. And I'll go on and say this. One of the things that we hear a lot, which is the, probably the highest compliment you could give to us, is that people say, like, you're you're authentic. You live authentically, which is all I'm striving to be in life. And God help me to keep 
just living real and being genuine and authentic with everyone we meet and with each other and being honest with each other, right? If you can't be honest with yourself, who can who you be, be honest, honest with? with? I can say that I would have never been that authentic had I not gone through the hell of a crisis of faith and losing my father and losing my hope and losing my dreams and losing what I thought God could do for me and would do for me. It brought it birthed an authenticity Life cannot take away. That's right. It can't take it away. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, have you gone through hard things? Yeah, my daughter almost died after that. It didn't take it away. I remember holding Serenity in the pre-op room before she went into brain surgery, and they said she might not make it through, 50-50 chance. And I wasn't stressing. I sang to her. I trusted God. I had hope. Like, it changed us. Yeah. It changed the way we did life. Meaning came out of mass. Yes. Um, we could just do it. And this is the thought. You could just we could just keep going back. And I would encourage people that are listening to this podcast, like do this with yourself. Think back the hard times and what you've learned from those hard times, and where the you're good at. that has come out of those hard times, and start to remember. And like, and just remind yourself, like you're not stuck. I think so many times when we find ourselves in these messes, we feel like we're stuck in this really mess. It'll never change. Yes. It's never going to be better again. And that's that's so normal and human, but that's also emotional, and we're emotional human beings. So our emotions get the best of us and we start to play out these scenarios like this is it, this is it. And please refuse to be stuck. There's something out there. And whatever you got to do, okay, I love this. And he said I could tell the story, so I'm going to brag on my son Judah. He's 21, he's got a great job, uh, works for a phenomenal company in our, and all, it's worldwide, but in our city in Seattle and based out of our city. And he's been making really good money for the last few years. He was making a lot of money at the well, age he's of only, It's only been a year or so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's making good money for the last oh, few yeah, years with sure. his YouTube stuff and other jobs. But he landed a job that, let's just say, at a 21 years of age. It's a dream job. Kind of ridiculous how much yeah. money he's making. Um, it really is. I, if I compare it to what I was making when I was 21. Oh, my word. <laughs> we didn't even start making that money until like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, honestly. No, seriously. I didn't make that until I was like 33, 34, right. And he's making it at 20. Yeah. And... But he just had this opportunity, and it hasn't panned out yet, but he's pursuing opportunity. He got called by a, a massive company in our city, which is, it's his dream job. Dream he's job. He's always wanted to be in this industry. It's the sports industry. He's always wanted to be in there. He's got a gift and a, and a talent in that industry. And so he has the opportunity to work for a really, really phenomenal sports industry in our in our city. And they've interviewed him. There's a good chance he could get it. It's not done yet, but he, he called me. He's like, Dad, so here's the thing. It's my dream job. I wouldn't even feel like I'm going to work. Like I love everything they want me to do. I get to travel with them. I get to be with this, this sports thing. And and he's like, but I'll probably have to take a significant pay cut because what he's making now is ridiculous. And it could be the tune of like forty thousand dollars less a year. Now, if that's not a lot to you, fine. But my son's twenty one. That's a lot to me. I mean, so forty thousand dollars less a year. And he's like, but dad, I'm thinking about taking it. And he goes, am I thinking right or am I thinking wrong? And I could not answer quicker. I was like, Judah, you are thinking so right. Never allow anything to hold you captive and keep you stuck you can say from that, pursuing right? the dreams in your life. And if $40,000 holds you captive now, it'll hold you captive for the rest of your life. Don't let a relationship, don't let a comfort zone, don't let a paycheck, don't let what people might say. I mean, do not allow yourself to get stuck. And we can get stuck because we let ourselves get stuck. Well, what else would I do? There are no other jobs. We have friends that are like, I can't quit my job because there's no other jobs. And we're literally like yelling at them like, dude, you don't make that much money. Do you know how many jobs are available to you? You're stuck. You've Mm -hmm. been convinced because of your world, because your surroundings, because the people that you're talking to, like there's nothing better. There is something better. 
there is something better. And I think the way we we can maybe even see meaning in the mess right now is by realizing like you're not stuck. You're not stuck. If you can open your eyes and begin to think. Yeah, that is so right. And just begin to be like, okay, so what if, what if? I love the what if game, by the way. We do this all the time. I'll do this yearly with friends. I'll sit down and be like, okay, two years from now, what if? And we just kind of play it out. Sometimes it's just a joke and it's fun and it's and it's a good fireside conversation. Many times, it's actually happened. Uh-huh. Like I remember when you're like, what if one day we owned our own shop one day? I mean, we were pastors, this is like probably seven years ago. And we were like, that'd be kind of cool. Yep. Like every day, wake up, go to the shop. I'll bring you a coffee. We literally do that every <laughs> single day now. <laughs> like, Babe, you can bring me a little bit more coffee. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, little Ren Ren, I empowered you to fulfill she the dream. Does. She always brings me a little coffee in the mornings. Um, I think about, you know, some of the mess of like, and now we'll get, now we'll get super personal is when I struggled with pornography mm-hmm. for years. And we've talked about this before on the podcast and, but you know, just the dark place of sexual addiction and just the, ah, it's just such a dark, dark place. And I remember struggling through that and trying the addiction that I had and trying to break that. And even our first year and a half into marriage, you know, you found out and cause I told you, but you know, that was the hardest thing that I'd ever gone through. It was, I know it was incredibly hard for you and I'm so grateful for you. And, and so I was able to win the war Totally. And pornography. I think it's a battle we always fight, but we're winning, right? And was you know, I don't know how to set free, like set free. Say it. I was set free from yeah. that, but had to really confront it head on. And you could say, like, how how could any how could any good come out of that? Well, so I much. cannot count. I literally cannot count the amount of men I've sat with that would never talk to a pastor and would never open up about something so personal. But because I'm like, oh, yeah, I struggled with pornography for like 10 years. They're like, wait, They're like, what? what? Yep. And all of a sudden, not that I can set them free, but my story, the fact that I'm free from it. Finally gives them I permission won. to confess it, to I mean, talk about it. Right. Yep. I mean, talk about meaning. We had good friends come on the podcast a few episodes back, um, and Jake and Sarah, and he talked about his addiction to opiates for years <laughs> and how and you know how does any good come out? Almost destroyed his life, almost destroyed his marriage, almost destroyed everything. He broke the addiction. He's he's sober now for six years. I don't remember how many is, and he's got he runs a phenomenal business, and they they got a phenomenal marriage, and they're they're some of the greatest people. He's one of the most talented singers I've ever heard, and yeah, literally I've ever ready, heard in my ready, entire ready, life. Yep. I mean, I cannot wait till this guy releases records. I don't know if he wants to, but he could if he wanted to. And the 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 absolute inspiration he is to people, to people that it's right impossible. now caught in addiction. And he just started a group recently where he's just talking with people. And it's like, dude, talk about meaning yeah. out of mess. Mm-hmm. It can happen. Right. It happens all the time. But I think in, in while you're talking, I, we all have to though, in the middle of our mess, we have to be in that moment and deal with it. Like I remember thinking there's no way I'll be able to get through this marital, marital crisis. It was, it wasn't until I realized I have to, I have to deal with it. Like mm-hmm. I had to stop some things in order to deal with the mess. And when I made a decision to actually get get involved, really involved instead of ignoring the mess or coexisting with the mess, I decided I have to deal with this mess. I got to figure out how I can get out of this mess for me personally. And I think even with addictions, I, oh, you made a point where I, like I confessed it to you. I told you it was like that was the moment you said, "Okay, I am sick of the mess." It's time to make some change. And I think messes don't just suddenly go away. 
like, sure. I mean, crisis, God mm-hmm. can intervene. There's all those moments, but I think maybe you don't agree with this. I don't know, babe. What would you say? I would say 90% of the time, or there's a, a huge percentage of the time, you, we have to make a decision to start dealing with the mess, to move out of the mess. Yeah. And I, a hundred percent. We can't actually, if, if you could just, just stop disappear. the mess, if you could just make the difficult time stop, if you could just pull yourself out of the hard time you're in right you now, would do it you right would do now. it. That's the, that's the, that's the thing. You can't. Just like you said, you can make a change. Like if you hate your job, you can make the change. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you're not going to have to deal with a lot of difficult times as you start a new career. I mean, this the fear of, of a the new business beginning. didn't start making us money till nine months in. Right. Right. Like so. When the like, fear of failure. That was a whole nother kind of difficult work? thing yep. to deal with. Um, leaving the community that we were part of for 13 years, the emotional kind of, and then launching our own thing in the middle of a pandemic and starting our own community of faith. Like, I mean, it was a different type of like, oh my goodness. But here's the thing. We can't pull ourselves out of messes and I can't actually make meaning out of the mess, Mm -hmm. but there is meaning to it. And that's what I'm saying. I feel like we've said meaning and mess like a thousand times on this podcast. Obviously that's going to be the title, Um, but there is. And so it's like, okay, so live right now like you know like you know it's going to work out what are your options if it's not going to work out then what are we doing if we're not going to make it through it then why are we here i mean honestly and in your dark days you might believe that and succumb to that but i'm telling you please if you don't succumb to it because it's not true yes it's going to work out how i don't know when (laughs) i don't know (laughs) but it will and you'll look back two weeks, two months, two years, two decades. You'll look back and you'll be like, you know what, man? I see the good that came out of the pain that there's in it. And I think we could sing in the pain. You could sing in the rain or you could sing in the pain. <laughs> um, and I just believe that. And so wherever you are right now, whatever you're going through, please realize, like, I don't think you can make meaning out of it, but there is a meaning to it. That's there's absolutely. something good out of it. And I'm hoping... Even I'll dare say I'm praying that you'll be able to be able to be able to recognize that even though you're in a hard time, if you happen to be in one, then that there'll, there'll be good that'll come out of it. I promise you. So just keep going, keep believing. And then if you're in the hard time right now, look back and force yourself to remind yourself and see where All has good that. come All out of bad. And happened. if you're if you're listening, it's like there's been no good that's come out of bad. I'm like, okay, False. well you're in a dark place and that's not yep. true. And I get it. I'm not even mad at you. You're speaking out of emotion and you're like, there's no good. There's never been any good in my life. Okay, well, you're alive and listening to this podcast and we're kind of funny. So that's kind of good. <laughs> so there's some good to be found, yes. but you might not be in the mental space to like, you're like, I can't. Well, okay, take a breath, go for a walk. But when you can, start to remember there has been good. Yes. And it probably was birthed out of frustration, out of out of something that was difficult. Anything worth having is worth fighting for. Oh, it's thunder. It's thunder. It just thundered Ooh, in Seattle. That's a sign from heaven. Even Capone uh, has never heard thunder. Capone, please Capone. stop barking, man. We're in the studio, man. So, babe, anything else you'd add to that? No, that was so well said. And I just, can I just say to all of those who've been listening with us for so long, can we just say thank you? Thank you for listening to Coffee Talk. And um, it does really help us when you would, you'll rate us or leave a comment. And that helps us kind of reach and help more people. So yeah. cheers to um, coming out of the messes. You know what I mean? Finding meaning in the mess. Cheers, babe. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media. 
at It's Billy Hoffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.